0: Hi, I'm Kirsten Siggins, and welcome to the Institute of Curiosity podcast. For the last 12 years, together with my business partner, Kathy DeBurner, who's also my mom, we've helped people build relationships that empower, especially in emotional and high-stakes situations. Every Thursday, Kathy and I are sitting down together, having real conversations, sharing everything from our experiences and perspectives to our unique model for handling conflict, making it easier to confidently step into conversations rather than away from them. This week, Kathy asks, what makes a conversation successful? We talk speaking to be heard versus listening to understand, and the most important component that is often overlooked in conversations that makes our relationships so successful. Let's get started.
1: Last week, I was talking to a colleague, and we were talking about conversations, and she mentioned the most important thing is getting your message out. And I started thinking about that because for me in a conversation the most important thing is trying to really understand the other person. And it took me back to when I was a child and my mom would say to me, uh, Kathy, remember in any conversation you need to say something so you're seen as interesting and part of the conversation. She didn't say it had to be of value or that it had to be, uh, have any brilliance to it, just more contribute words to a conversation so that you were seen as part of it. And so those three different perspectives have been milling around in my head this week as I think about what is a conversation. And I know by definition it says an exchange of ideas between two or more people, essentially, when, when I read through several of them. And how then conversations have different purposes. Most of the time for me, I see them as building relationship or or contributing to the development of a relationship. And so I just thought it would be an interesting conversation, Kirsten, for the two of us to talk about how we see conversations, what we see as important in a conversation, and just create some opportunity for people to reflect on what they think a conversation is about, how they contribute to conversations, and what they would like to do moving forward, just creating awareness around it. I think this is really
0: an interesting discussion that it would be, I would like to open it up to other people. I think at some point we should open this up because when we first started down this path, however many years ago, we used to say that people talk at each other. And when you look at the definition of a conversation, isn't that what it is? Just people talking at each other. Yes. And so what's fascinating about it is there's no, listening is not included in that. And yet if from the work that we've done, listening is, the most important piece to any conversation. And so it's really interesting that when you think about conversations, we don't really define rules and regulations or what they are. It's just people talking at each other, trying to get the message out. So it's, it's an yeah. interesting thing to discuss for me anyway, because I've never considered it before. And I also think that I was for the majority of my life, I believed that I was a great conversationalist because I loved talking at people. I never really listened to people. And I, it wasn't something that I ever considered until after we started doing the work that we did. I just assumed that I was listening well. But upon reflection, going back, what I learned was I was great at talking at people, but I was not great listening to people and talking with people. And I think there's a huge difference when you talk about successful conversations.
1: And part of that, if you tease it out, for me, is am I in a conversation just to blurt something out, to say what I think is accurate or true or my opinion, and not having a lot of regard for the other person? It's more filling the the space with my thoughts. And then giving the other person space for their thoughts, but not necessarily connecting them or not building or trying to understand each other. So not that without listening, we can't do that. We can't build and and better understand each other. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a really fascinating situation. And when I reflect on conversations, how many times do I, am I in a conversation to really listen and understand, and I, I would hopefully say most of the time, if not all the time, because for me that that message is respect for others, and I, I want to be. My intention is to be respectful of people at all times. So it's 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 very interesting in how at times we react. People react in conversations, or they can be more intentional in their response. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it, what came up for me, it's interesting. I remember years and years ago when my husband and I first got together and we would get into heated conversations and he would always say, he would get frustrated because I would think that he was cutting me off. But he would say, no, this is what a conversation is. You know, you talk, then I talk and you say something Mm. and then I say something. But I would get frustrated because I would think, but you're not listening to me and you're cutting me off. But from his perspective, that was just how you had a conversation. You get your message out. It's not so much about listening to understand, it's more presenting your case to get your message out. And thankfully, that's changed over the years. But I'm interested, I'm curious to know, so what is a successful conversation for you? What does that look like?
1: For me, it's a conversation where I'm really intentionally listening to someone and asking questions to better understand what they're saying. And then through that, also sprinkling in my my thoughts and comments. So if I agree with what they're saying, then I can reinforce it with an opinion or stating something that acknowledges agreement. And if I don't agree with that, then I can ask a question. You know, what makes you think this? Or how does this fit with something else? If I if I think it's different, I can ask a question to try and align these two or figure out how their perspective fits with mine, where there's some common ground, where I can better understand them to develop a more effective relationship. Mm-hmm. For me, conversations are one of the cornerstones of, re- of building relationships. Mm-hmm. And so if someone calls and says, "Will you come for dinner at six o'clock on Tuesday night, then the way that we respond to that also can either just be, yep, then or it can be with a bit of thought which helps to build the relationship because I'm grateful for the relationships in my life and so I like to build them and to ensure that I'm always deepening the connections. Mm-hmm.
0: Well and I think that when we go back to because people are always asking us how do you work together as mother-daughter and how do you make it work I think ultimately the biggest thing that changed was how And I've always maintained this, you know, you were always more curious than I was and you committed to curiosity, but it really, when you strip it all down, it was how you showed up in conversations that changed, that allowed our relationship to change. As I'm listening to you talk, I think that that's really what changed for all the reasons that you said, where you were more attentive, you were, you actively listened, where you were asking those questions to better understand. So it was the seeing, hearing, and understanding rather than just talking at, fixing, and solving
1: and and i think part of that goes into what we talk about choices of listening where i intentionally chose to focus on you as the speaker to better understand you whether rather than feeling the need to push my opinion out there right
0: you know it's interesting because what i've learned is that we all want to feel seen heard and understood i know for myself that definitely is the case and yet very rarely especially you know when we're in workshops we, we ask that question, I ask that question all the time, and very few people, if any, ever put their hand up, right? So it's something yeah. that we all want. We all want to be seen, heard, and understood. We all have the opportunity to do that in our conversations and our relationships, and yet none of us really feel that way. And I think a lot of that is because how we have our conversations. And our conversations are absolutely directly, in my opinion, directly influence how we build our relationships. But when we're talking at people, we're focused on getting the message out rather than focused on understanding somebody. I feel like a lot of that can get lost in translation. And there are plenty of conversations that I've had with people where it feels like I didn't even need to be there. Yeah, right because you're just like you're listening you're listening you're listening and you think you know this person could be talking in front of a mirror i don't even need to be here what am i doing what am i doing here so it's a really interesting thing that we're we're never taught how to have conversations i find it fascinating that listening is not a part of it and yet in my opinion i think it's one of the fundamentals in having successful conversations in order to build relationships so what was one of the things that you did to shift how you showed up in conversations because i really felt that shift for sure as your daughter and as your business partner where and not that I think that you went into all conversations talking at me that's not what I mean but I definitely felt a shift where you approach conversations where you were interested in seeing me hearing me and understanding me how did you do
1: that I think part of it started when I did my coach training and I think if you talk to anyone who takes coach training or most people they feel different when they finish because they have learned to really listen to others. And a lot of people don't translate transfer that into the rest of their lives. But the more I did and then when I started training doing the training and coaching for managers, we would continue on with the coaching after we did the one day training. And I became acutely aware of the difference between blurting something out in to add words Phrases, sentences to a conversation to really understand what the other person was saying to be able to add greater richness to a conversation. Because if I don't understand what the other person is saying, whatever I flip in there, we all have our unique perspectives. Mine doesn't necessarily align at times with others. And so when I would just add my part, my words, my message, it didn't necessarily build on or align with what was being contributed by others in the conversation and so by asking questions i was able to gain more clarity around what they were saying and the what was behind what they were saying so i was then able to contribute in a way that was richer that added more value to the conversation and i think from that i began to realize how important it is to focus on others in conversations and not just to be for me blurting stuff out because it didn't always connect whereas if i ask questions then i can get to a point where i can add content that is of value and i think that extended then into my family and with with you for instance you were living in a different country you were at a different obviously a very different place in your life we hadn't lived in the same under the same roof for what 10 years mm-hmm. and I needed to ask the questions to really understand where you were at from a generational perspective, from an experience perspective, from just everything being so different for you. And as the new mom, you know, things change with, with each, I don't know, five years, ten years, so that what is a baby practice when you were growing up is not being done now. So I needed to understand those things if I was going to fit in and be able to support you.
0: Mm.
1: So I think that's where it came from.
0: Well, and it's so powerful what you're saying about being in conversations where we understand each other, because I think on a global scale, that's one of the things that we're fundamentally missing is having those conversations where we understand each other. We're not interested in engaging. For some people, they feel it's too hard or for others, they're not interested or whatever it may be. But we are lacking that sense of understanding. We all have different perspectives and different experiences and that doesn't mean we have to agree with them and it doesn't even mean that we have to like them. I had a a client this morning that I was talking to about this where she was shying away from conversations because she was afraid that she wouldn't be liked. And it was just interesting to have that conversation around it where for her conversations needed to be easy and they needed to be not necessarily fun but She wanted to be liked in the conversations that she had. Therefore, she shied away from the ones that were difficult because she felt she wouldn't be liked. And this notion of being able to have a conversation where you didn't, it wasn't about being liked or not being liked. You didn't have to agree or disagree or like or dislike that you can just learn and understand was something that she had never considered. I think there's an opportunity for all of us as humans to approach conversations from a way where we are more open to understanding each other rather than speaking to just being heard.
1: Yes. And I think when we speak to just being heard, as, you, as you've said, put it so beautifully, we're not being heard. I think in, in general conversations where everyone is just blurting stuff out, we're not necessarily being heard by anybody. And it doesn't build the connection. I think
0: it creates frustration. You know, I know when I'm trying to say something and people don't hear me, I get frustrated. When my kids try to tell me something and I'm not understanding, they get frustrated, right? That's how conflict begins. It's like you're not seeing me, hearing me, and understanding me. So I'm going to talk louder and scream louder and shout more and try to be more seen so that you hear me. But, but really what I, for me, it's always, there's a lack of understanding. There's something that I'm missing. There's something that I'm not putting the pieces together. So I might be judging them or I might be making assumptions or I might, I'll be putting it through my own lens rather than just taking a step back and saying, okay, I just need to listen to understand. And it's very different.
1: So where does the piece, the dichotomy of right, wrong come into that? What do you mean? Well, I think over the years, not so much now, but let's go back even 10 years or or before that, when you talk about arguments, we would put our message out because we believed we were right, which meant others were wrong. And because we didn't want to be wrong, people became more and more forceful, as you said, getting into conflict because they felt the need to be right. And I'm hoping that I think the research would show that we are going more into the acknowledgement of diversity and differing perspectives and that there isn't a need for right or wrong. But I'm just wondering when you say, you know it gets into conflict as you don't feel that you're being listened to, how the right wrong piece comes into that?
0: For me, I, I don't know that it's about right wrong. I think it's when people don't feel heard. Did I say right-wrong? I don't know that I... I didn't mean it in terms of right-wrong.
1: No, you didn't. That just came up for me. I think that
0: where the conflict lies is, or at least from my experience, what I'm noticing is a lot of the conflict comes up when we're not heard. So that can be... We can shy away if we don't if we're in a conversation where we're not feeling heard that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to explode it can be just shying away and and leaving the conversation and you know going spiraling down to some self judgment or feeling badly or whatever it may be or simmering stepping away from it, or it can be being frustrated and reacting because it's like, you're not getting me. You're not hearing me. You're not understanding me. I don't know if there's a right wrong. I'm learning for me personally, that it's not necessarily about being right or wrong. It's about not being understood. Mm -hmm. And that's something, and I think they're different. Yes. Fundamentally, we all want to be understood. It doesn't mean that that's right or wrong you know what whatever message they're conveying isn't necessarily a right or wrong message it's more taking that time to listen and ask questions to better understand so that we can feel seen heard and understood and I I feel like they're separate from the right or wrong I think I agree with you we've shifted away from that right or wrong I think there was a time where people were and maybe we haven't But at least in my life, I'm definitely shifting away from right or wrong. And I'm now more focused on understanding.
1: Right. I feel the same way. I just know that that right wrong piece has been there historically. and And I'm not sure where it is with other people and how they feel about it.
0: I for sure, if you talked to me 10 years ago, I would have said it very differently. I was very much in a right wrong approach in how I did my life. You know, was there there are right ways and there are wrong ways, and and I like to be right, and I like to tell people how, what to do, and I like to talk at people, and I like to get my points across and my message out, and that was important to me. Uh, over the years, I feel like I've changed. I hope I've changed, where my approach is very different. You know, the I see the power in listening. I see the power in asking questions and to better understand. And I think that I have richer conversations
1: because of it, and I definitely have richer relationships because of it as well. So how do you how do you know or how do you feel the difference in those? Let's say in conversations, you say richer conversations. What does that look like? I think it was. It's similar to what you were saying before. Uh, For me,
0: having a conversation, a richer conversation is one where I'm engaging with somebody, where I feel like they're actively listening. I feel like they're present. I feel like they're paying attention to me and not their phone or the conversation they may be having in their head, where they're truly listening to what I'm saying and they want to understand what I'm saying. And I feel the difference because I have a lot of friends that like to talk at me and they like to get their point across, and it's really all about them. And, and I think that for me, I, I'm more interested in being in a relationship where it's not about anybody specifically. It's just about being in the moment and listening to each other. And it's not about being right or wrong. It's just learning. It's just learning from each other. And you have deeper connections that way.
1: So as I listen to that, what comes up for me is the word share, so instead of talking at or trying to get our message out or each person saying and then pausing and saying back and forth like a ping pong ball, it's really about sharing our, our understandings, our perspectives, so that we can better understand each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: You know, I've also realized that nobody has it all figured out. And I think the, the sooner that I came to terms with that for myself, for a, where I was able to say to myself, I don't have it all figured out. I don't necessarily know what I'm doing. And it's some days is really messy and other days it's not as messy. But for me to be able to get to that point, it was easier to go into conversations and ask questions and be open and realize that you don't have to know everything. You know, the the intention is not, in fact, you don't want to know everything because we can always learn from other people by sharing our thoughts and our experiences. But I found that when I showed up authentically to my conversations,
1: I think they they became richer. I really love the part that you're saying that you haven't got it all figured out and that no one knows everything. And I think that this is one of the places where we're shifting I'm beginning to understand that we, none of us know everything about anything. And by asking questions, it's okay to ask those questions to explore and to deepen our learning and to better understand what's going on in whatever the context is. So I, I think that's a, that's a really important point that you've just brought up there.
0: And it's a hard one because I think that we also live in a time where there is a pressure to feel like we have it all figured out and we're supposed to know everything and be everything and do everything and with a smile on our face and perfectly. And that's just not how life is. (laughs) At least my life is nothing like that. Uh, And when you get to that point of realizing that it's okay to not know it all, it's okay to not have the answers. It's okay to ask questions. For me, it was a fundamental shift in how I showed up. And it was easier to talk with people rather than talking at people.
1: Actually, this morning I was on a call and someone made the comment that um, he thrives when things get really messy. And I thought that was a really great way of putting it because so many times we think, ooh, this is, I, don't, I don't have control here. I don't, I'm, I'm not feeling that things are going in a way that is easy and clearly defined. It's getting messy. And so many people feel nervous or feel uncomfortable when they get to that place out of control. And in fact, the messiness is where the good stuff really happens. And by asking those questions, we're able to explore it and tease out what's really rich and and move forward with that.
0: Mm -hmm. And not being afraid to have the conversations in those messy times because I think instinctively we
1: want to shy away from it and
0: pretend like it's not happening and not go there and feel all those feels so to speak but really the juicy part the good stuff is is when you can have those conversations in those messy moments because that's really where we shine it's where we learn and it's where we better understand ourselves and others yeah so as we wrap this up we're curious to hear from you. What does a successful conversation sound and feel like for you? We'd love to hear how you show up in your conversations and what matters to you most. Drop us an email at support at or join us online on our Facebook and Instagram page. Your perspective is important to us and we'd love to hear from you. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you had the opportunity to hear new thoughts and perspectives and understand that you're not alone. We're taking the next few weeks off to reboot and refresh, and we'll be back with awesome new episodes in September. If there's something you want to learn more about, drop us an email at support at and we'd be happy to help. In the meantime, we invite you to join the continuing conversation on Facebook and Instagram at Institute of Curiosity. It's your place to share experiences, learn new tricks and tools, or ask those burning questions you want answers to. You can learn more about our work or access our free course at instituteofcuriosity.com and in our book, The Power of Curiosity, How to Have Real Conversations That Create Collaboration, Innovation, and Understanding. If you liked what you heard, we hope you'll please rate and review us. And don't forget to share us with your friends. Then hit subscribe to keep up with the latest episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay
1: curious and we'll see you in September. Have an awesome summer.